So since it came up, then I, I mean, I can I can try to do it. Go ahead. But 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 I'll but I'll leave it to Josh here, since it, he's the only person that didn't stop in at all. And I am going to continue doing it every stream, by the way, Brian. So oh, your impressions. You other, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you, if you come up with other <laughs> I'll stuff, to, I'll have to start. Uh, I'll have to start digging the mine and figure out who I want you to try to do an impression of, so I oh, can come Lord. with like some some uh, suggestions at the ready. So, basically, what I'm, what I can do, I can, I can do things, but I need, I need to be given a script of some kind, you know. So, so we have to they, feed you like, okay, I'm, I'm giving you the, the channel points to do this impression, this line from this movie type of thing. Right, but so they, I, I don't know if you caught that part of the discussion at first there, Josh. Okay. When you came back, um, but. Brian, was it you that first suggested Elmo? Yeah, and then I I hung around a little bit longer, and, and then like I think Zelda Man put in more bits, and he's like more Elmo. So I don't know how yeah. long the Elmo thing kept going. But since they made me do Elmo, and Brian says I did good. I don't. Again, I don't listen back to it to find out. Give me something to say as Elmo that Elmo just would absolutely not fucking say. Something that you'd never hear on fucking Sesame Street. Something that sounds completely right. wrong for Elmo. I mean, I'm tempted to have Elmo swear at something, but oh well. Why don't why don't you do the qu quarter mile at a timeline? Now I'm hearing it as Elmo in my head, and that's pretty funny. Uh, well, you're about to hear it as Elmo for real here. Give me just a second. I'll I'll do it. I'm give me a second. I'm sorry. I it's such a weird fucking voice that I like. I can't do it if I don't listen to it and hear the way he says other words. Like the laugh is easy, but. <laughs> my life a quarter mile at a time no that's horrible somehow he became from new york there i don't know what happened <laughs> i sort of like it though well the effort's making me laugh so that, that's a plus <laughs> in my first attempt to do my like scary voice for brian and i's intro even though i'd like i'd heard it in my head a lot for about a week and a half the first time i actually tried to do it like the first half sentence i just stopped because it came out like bane well, let me, let me, who knows? Let me let me give this one a shot with with the line. You gonna try Elmo? No, with oh. Bane, with the <laughs> with, with, with the Fast and Furious line. Like, no, I'm not doing Elmo. <laughs> I live my life a quarter mile at a time. Nothing else matters. Not the mortgage. Not the store. Not my team and all their bullshit. For those ten seconds or less, I'm free. What if, what if I do the Elmo voice while I'm doing this? I try I don't know what the hell that's going to sound like. I live my life a quarter mile at a time. You know, you kind of sound like Harley Quinn. Like With this going through, No, no, through, no, no. just like the high-pitched, like the way that the, the, your words are inflecting, like with the high pitch. I'm, I'm suddenly getting Harley Quinn. Like this. Okay. I live my life a quarter mile at a time. Maybe, yeah, maybe it's just the accent too. Sort I think, of along I think those part lines. of that accent. Yeah, too. I can't. I can't do high pitched without going Nothing there. Nothing else think. matters. <laughs> All right, well that's probably enough, right? <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll <laughs> yeah, get, I mean, I, let mm -hmm. you guys go off the hook on that one.
Hello and welcome to another episode of Bry Guy and His Super Friends. I'm your host, Brian Labick. Joining me for this episode is the only person I know that mouthfucks a Jones soda better than Vin Diesel mouthfucks a beer, Josh Zorch. <laughs> um, so I guess I have to thank Ian <laughs> for inspiring that to some degree. Yeah, that's that's on brand. That's, that's Ian's t-shirt right there. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I can't again. I can't take credit for that one. I'll, I'll throw that out to Ian for that one because of the shirt. <laughs> I'll have to remind, uh, remember to give him my gratitude next time. Yeah, I hope he listens to this part. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're back for another uh, never seen that where Josh and I have been trading firsts for horror movies and Fast and Furious movies. Uh, it's been quite a wild ride so far. Uh, I keep forgetting that the deal I think started off with with me watching Zombieland and then getting two. Fast and Furious movies from you? Yes. Um, so, yeah, we're recording this. Uh, this one, at least, we're recording back-to-back with our last trade, which was Cabin in the Woods. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you listen to this one by this time, Cabin in the Woods is already out. You've probably, hopefully, already enjoyed Cabin in the Woods. Oh, they uh, definitely have. They're not going to come all the way to here <laughs> without hearing that. So, yeah, it's a, it, we might, it might be a little bit off, because as we're recording this, we actually haven't watched Cabin in the Woods yet. So it's a little, you know, peek behind the curtain. But... We will get there, so you will have enjoyed this. You know, it's it's one of those future past weird time travely things that we're recording this in the past, but you're hearing it in the future, and it's all, yeah, it's all all crazy. Um, so if you're if you're new to the never seen that stuff, our format has always been to talk about preconceptions and thoughts before we watch the movie, take a break, watch the movie, and then record post movie thoughts. Uh, we're breaking it up a little bit differently this time. We're doing the previewing section. Uh, and then we're going to meet up a few days later to actually watch the movie and then get together a few days after that to talk over Skype and talk about the movie, see what we thought. Uh, so it's it's a little bit disconnected than, than what we normally do. Uh, and by the time we come around to the, the discussion of the movie, we'll probably have a few added guests for that. Uh, but for right now, it's just Josh and I. Um, and, you know, I will also throw out for anyone that's been following along with our, our Fast and Furious viewing, we're skipping around a bit. Uh, I've been hyping this up as like the highlight reels for the Fast and Furious franchise. So we started with the first one and then we skipped two and three because they're dog shit and went to four, <laughs> which is slightly confusing because even one and four have very similar titles. Uh, one is the Fast and the Furious. Four is Fast and Furious. Uh, so now we are currently on five. We are on Fast Five. So I at least so, so is that what is the official title of this movie? I think Fast Five is the title. Okay, so it's they, not Fast and Furious Five, commonly known as Fast right. Five. Just it's Fast Five is the title because the next one is is like the title card of the movie says Furious Six. So they've okay. really started playing with the titles. Yeah, I mean, really, any of them. You just say Fast and Furious Five. It's it, fair. Like everybody knows, but okay. Um. So I have mentioned, uh, I think every time we do this, I'm trying to show him, uh, ideally, one, four, five, and six. If we watch any others after that, that's sort of icing on the cake. But that's the meat and potatoes of the Fast and Furious franchise that I would like to show Josh. And given given our deal, we uh, Sarah and I already have uh, our la- of the four. We have our last um, horror movie that we know that we we're gonna trade for fast six so that'll be coming down later in a couple of months whenever we get back to this yeah. at, at some point but we we already know what's on the docket um so 
after after five, we'll get to six eventually. Yeah, at the rate we're going, we'll do this next October. <laughs> so <laughs> it'll be Halloween next year. Well, maybe the, the like the shut in part of the winter will motivate us. Like all of the distractions will be gone <laughs> in a way. We're just like left in like after like our seven hours of kind of daylight. And yeah. that's all we get. Like maybe that'll be a good motivator. Like, uh, okay, let's socialize a little bit that is safe to do so right now. And let's just watch some movies and record yeah. some shit. <laughs> um, all right. So I know it's been a while since we watched any Fast and Furious the last time we discussed these movies. But uh, yeah. what do you sort of remember from what we've watched? Anything you remember from the last movie? I was really dreading you asking me this. Because <laughs> I'm sure you've forgotten everything and blacked it all out. Not okay, so kind of yeah, but not because like I intentionally did it. I I remember enough of the the basic idea of the first movie. Okay. Um, especially after seeing it and everyone saying like, okay, now that you've seen it, you understand why when I say that it is Point Break with car racing. Yes. What that means? Oh, okay, yeah. Like I can just adapt, even if I don't remember a lot, I can adapt the notion enough. To, to, to put that together yeah i legitimately and i don't know why i don't remember a much about four uh so i'll try to summarize and that's the one we I... saw more recently that was like yeah. april i think april or may uh I'll try to give you the bullet points so four okay. was more around uh so all right so the end of one dom is on the run yes can't come back so dom and the lamb yes yeah so his his girlfriend letty michelle rodriguez makes a deal with Paul Walker, who is suddenly another back to being an FBI agent after giving away the criminal he was after in the first one. Right. Okay. So Letty was his uh, like snitch. So she was undercover working for this crime syndicate delivering uh, what drugs or something, I think, from Mexico, like across the border. Oh, the Mexico. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. So this is helping. Yep. She is yep. killed trying to do this for Brian to clear Dom. Right, and that that's like I want to say the uh, the opening per se, yes. but that's at least like easily Act One. Yeah. So then the mission becomes like Dom goes in there to try to figure out who killed Letty. Brian's trying to do the same thing. Um, eventually they catch the bad guys. They stop the drug ring and all that stuff. And Dom gives himself up at the end of the movie. The final shot okay, of the movie yes. is them on the prison bus, and Brian and um. Why can't I think of uh, Dom's sister's Jordana name? Brewster? Yes. Um, and then some other people in their crew are flanking the bus with cars, and you're left to assume they are breaking Dom out, and then it ends. Oh, uh, that's right. Like, so Okay, so we're supposed to believe, like, in that moment, Paul Walker's character, like, finally and yeah, formally and I'm entirely... No which, yeah, okay, because I, I, now I remember especially that, because I remember having the sentiment, like, yeah, okay. The, the, this one at least had that compared to the first one, the 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 four now I'm remembering had a bit more of a I understand what the personal stakes are for everybody. Yeah. Sort of thing whereas in the first one I I felt more like okay, so in the end they want us to sympathize and cheer for people who are just criminals and there's not much else. Like they they could be worse criminals, they could be much worse people. Yeah. But that is who they are, and they're supposed to be basically like our protagonists. Yeah. Um. So I kind of okay. Now that you're saying this is coming back because they had that really kick-ass, uh, like mountain tunnel 
yes. mine shaft car chasing. Okay, I do that. That was pretty cool. I will say that was a, a, a pretty sleek sequence. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, but in the end, Paul Walker's like, "Yeah, I don't want to be in law enforcement. You know what I want to be? A peddler." Yeah. <laughs> so uh, okay. Yeah. So that's sort of where we leave things. Um, since we're skipping two and three. Um, there will be some characters in this next in Fast Five that you will see that people are referencing, like, "Hey, it's like a big get together." Like, I remember seeing you. They were in two. We skipped two, and that so, that was the two. No, that was not Tokyo Drift. That was three. Right. Two so is two. Just called okay. Too Fast, Too Fast. Furious. Okay. Um, but Tyrese is a big character in that one, so he shows up in five. Okay. So and and so Tyrese is. I forget. Tyrese is not in the first one. He so he correct. Tyrese starts in two. Yes. He's gone in three and four, and now he's back in five. Yes. Okay. Um, he is a childhood best friend of Paul Walker's character, so those two characters okay. have a history. Got it. Um, and we get Ludacris back in five, who was the uh like car race mechanic that uh engineered the races and stuff for 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 too fast too furious he was the the underground kind of the underground guy for the for the races and stuff oh okay so i haven't seen him yet either correct okay so those two you know again because they're going to show up in the movie and everyone's going to be like the the way they play off each other is that they've been just apart not the first time they're meeting okay so when you okay. See, just so you're not confused when you see these people and they're everyone's hugging all of a sudden like they haven't seen each other for a while I probably would have not remembered that I didn't see them before right. had you not said Fair that. Enough. But but it's it's good to know. And I'm sure it'll. And now that I know it, it'll yeah. be probably a better viewing experience. Uh, and then also to refresh your memory, Gal Gadot was in the number four that we watched. Oh yeah, she was. Yes. So she also makes a return in this movie. Noise. Um, I think that's probably the at least bullet point wise, least amount of setup you probably need for this one. Again, okay. we can field any questions while we're watching. Sure. Um, but uh, I guess like on to your thoughts for this movie, any predictions or expectations? Um, no. <laughs> well, well, expectations, no. Um, I, I As I've heard you all discuss for years, I'm assuming that at some point, if it doesn't start with this, uh, then it will in number six at, at the very latest, that the scenarios created and the actions taken and the feats performed will just start to exponentially become more ridiculous and yeah probably like unrealistic or what's the word i'm looking for just like the the i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna guess that for the projection of the series um how do i want to relate this Recently, we had we were talking about the Bond movies that Sarah and I had been watching. Yeah, uh, I think we did that on a recent like "What's Up with You" episode a few yeah, episodes yeah. back, and someone it might have been you even brought up the idea that a lot of the earlier Bond movies, um, sixties and seventies, and even sometimes into the eighties, that it felt like the writers or the producers knew what kind of set pieces they were looking for or some kind of sequence in a particular type of setting. And they just kind of crafted the story to give you a reason to give you, you know, a mulligan. Why, why are we here? Do you just need to create the explanation so that we can do the thing? Right. Um, and I just misused that word, not a mulligan. What am I thinking of? 
uh, I don't know. I just nodded and said, yeah, okay, yeah. You know what I mean? Like the, the thing that is just created for the justification for something else to occur. I know we've, we've used this word in discussion plenty of times. See, I now that we're on, on the spot, I can't think of it either. Yeah, I know. If you had just needed to use it, you would have. And anybody listening is probably yelling at us like, it's this word. Oh, absolutely. They are right now. Um, so th- apropos that feeling about the James Bond movies, that's what I'm kind of assuming eventually sort of happens with Fast and Furious. Okay. There's something that they wanted to shoot. There's a setting that they wanted to be in. There's a thing that they wanted vehicles to do or or planes or some shit and so they eventually use certain steps at some point to get them to that point as as uh inconsequential as those other things were just to provide the setting and circumstances to show you the thing that they wanted to shoot in a movie yeah um yeah i'm hoping that the story is at least sufferable still at this point that I mean, because eventually you will get lost like if you keep going down that road everything and that that's why i stopped really enjoying so much of the, the the bond movies there for a long time is the rest of what's happening is inconsequential and it doesn't right. matter what's going on so you don't really care um if they can at least keep me interested enough in who's doing what why are they doing it what is their reasoning who does this affect how are they gonna then okay i, I can at least find something in you know in my two hours to to enjoy right yeah and i'm i'm trying really hard not to overhype this one for you because this is i think is still my favorite of the franchise okay um so it's this one's kind of like the like if you come out of this one still not liking it there's no hope for the other movies (laughs) thing (laughs) i feel like (laughs) oh god okay so we we will see i'm hoping this has enough redeeming factors that you have talked about that will at least hold your interest like you said for two hours that's hope. That's that's the bar for me. Okay, I, I I can take that. I I you know fingers crossed. I I'm going in with an as open mind as I can. Yeah. Um. I, I had w- sort of one other question, but I feel like it's yeah. similar to what we just talked about. But I you know if there's anything you want to add, sort of like, I guess is there anything that you would hope that this mo- this movie does something that might finally draw you into these movies a little bit more. But I think you sort of just alluded to that of like as long as the story has people that I can sort of relate to and they have something going on that I understand and can get behind. Uh, yeah, pretty pretty much that. Like I said, I think that the uh, to reiterate again what I said about the first movie, I, I th- there's the entertainment value, there's the popcorn value of it. That's fine. But after that movie was over, if they never made another Fast and Furious movie, I wouldn't have cared. Yeah. Because the, the, for me, there wasn't enough stuff in it outside of your sort of routine cookie cutter action movies that led me to really care about the welfare or goals or, uh, you know, uh, what, what any of the characters wanted, kind of other than Paul walker because at least like okay he's a cop trying to catch criminals right that makes sense i didn't super care about him per se but at least his trajectory was understandable they need to give me a reason to care yeah i gotcha if if they can do that and entertain with the rest of it that's fine there's plenty of things i watch that are utter garbage and i watch (laughs) and i watch them willingly and and 
we have fun with it. That's fine. It is what it is. But there's rarely after like I'm done watching that thing do I think they should make six more of these. Oh yeah. Interconnected with continuing storylines and characters. Right. I don't want that. I put in my 90 minutes. I needed to find something because I didn't start watching TV at eight o'clock and I'm going to bed. <laughs> so I needed a filler and this was my filler. That's great. I don't need to hope that I can watch these, you know, one more a night for the next two weeks. Yeah. Um, if they can get beyond that hump with with hopefully this one, then yes, that that's what they need to do for me. All right. So we'll we convene uh, after having watched the movie and uh, mm-hmm. see if this got over the hump for Josh. Over the hump. <laughs> yeah, but uh, we'll hopefully be back with some added guests to talk about the movie uh, after we've watched it, see what Josh thinks. And that's it for the for the previewing. So we'll transition to the post-viewing. <laughs> All right, we are back now that we have finished Fast Five, and we have also added another guest. So for the sake of this intro, I'm going to call Josh Fast, so this makes him furious, Mike Bradley. I'll take that. <laughs> I'm, I'm all right. Although in this context, but... shouldn't I just be five? I, yeah, well, if I we're sticking with the title, yeah, you can. You are is, number well, five. I, I like it. Like, is that our version of Shake and Bake? <laughs> it could be, yeah. <laughs> well, if we do that, it's got to be fu- Fast and Furious, though, because then Fast Five, yeah. like, it's, you know. Yeah, sure, we could be Shake and Bake like that, but... <laughs> I mean, but, but how do we made. transition to El Diablo and Magic Man later? We got to have a shift to something else. <laughs> uh, all right, so we have finished the the movie. So before we get into the discussion, it's time for the spoiler spoiler alert. Uh, if you haven't seen Fast Five and do not want any spoilers, please pause us now. Come back to us after you've watched the movie. Um, it's you know a couple years old, so hopefully by now you've seen it, or at least well enough that you can join in. And uh, I just completely blanked out. I'm doing this. I feel like every time we do fucking, I try to go off the cuff and talk about spoiler alerts and my brain just breaks every time we do this now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to leave it in because I think it's funny. So if this is the spoiler alert for Fast Five, come back to us after watching the movie. We'll pick you up. Pick this up when we get back. Spoiler. Spoiler. You know, something like that. Um, so before we sort of like really dive into impressions and what Josh thought, Josh made this comment when we were watching the movie and he wanted me to bring it up when we talked about it on the podcast. So we're going to get to it now. Um, which was the budget and earnings for these movies. Right. So I looked up, uh, the one, one we watched fast five and for comparison's sake, look for the one before, which was fast and furious four. And then I looked at six, seven and eight just for budget and, uh, uh, earnings comparison uh so what is your best guess for the budget for fast five am i guessing at this too Should if you would like to right yeah now? i'm gonna say 160 okay mike you got a guess 120 mike was pretty damn close 125 i i think i would have expected it to be much higher just for all of the physical destruction that they caused and the amount to either build something to destroy or the repairs they would have had to do to real life things that they destroyed for movie purposes. Right. Um, I do believe just be- it's, it's probably lower just because of how long ago this was actually made. Like it's that could just- be part it of it. It wasn't that long though. Is it what, 2011? Well, I think it might be the difference between a lot of practical effects. And there's not a lot of CG, I don't feel like, in this movie. 
These movies definitely True. get much more CG effects as they go on. Oh, okay. Um, and I, I don't know, maybe it's just because like... of the... It's, it's, it's difficult, I guess, to figure out because the budgets obviously go up. So is it the increased well, yeah. budget that is allowing them to do more things in the computer, or is it like, hey, we need to do this effect, we don't know how to do it, let's do it in the computer, and then the budget goes up? I think partially the budget increasing, especially now, specifically is uh, Dwayne Johnson's salary for one and uh, like several of them have much higher salaries these days True. than they did even during fast five um and i think during the film we actually mentioned um the thing that they probably spent most of their cg budget on and that was making vin diesel look the same height as dwayne johnson yeah um i don't know if that I was cg like... that's just like here stand on this box well, you stand Maybe, in front or of platforms or yeah. whatever they, I mean, they do the same thing for Tom Cruise a lot of the time, or they oh, used yeah. to at least. Yeah. Um, but um, in this case, it's actually weird because it like Vin Diesel's not a small guy, but it, it's like, it, it must be just something right. The rock's just that big, but it must be something with like Vin Diesel's ego or something where he doesn't want to look shorter that I like, he's a big dude as it is. I just don't understand what the problem was. Yeah, that's probably something like that. Like, they're, they're supposed to be an even match, so you can't have one have any type of advantage on, over the other. Yeah, to some degree. Honestly, it would probably look a little off-putting and a little strange if there was almost a half a foot difference and you're watching these two people fight and, and you probably just can't help think, well, obviously The Rock's going to beat his ass. Right. But I think that makes the win by Vin Diesel better. You know what I mean? Like, if Vin Diesel actually manages to overcome that, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's that's better. You know what I mean? If he's this overly imposing, massive thing compared to him, which in reality he actually kind of is. Yeah. I think that that makes it better to see him overcome that. Um, all right, so we got the budget. What do you think the uh, – any guesses for worldwide total? What year did it come out? For this movie. Shit, I should have wrote down the it years. Was 2011. I did not write down the years. Five was 2011. 2011. Um, okay. I I know that is it number eight, I think made a billion dollars. There were two of them that made over a billion. It was the last two, wasn't it? Yeah, I'm assuming like it's the last two, eight, not not Hobbs and Shaw, but probably seven and eight. Correct. Oh, Hobbs. Yeah, Hobbs and Shaw. So and... let's. I'm gonna say so five 2011. I'm gonna say probably still like six hundred and fifty million. Mike? I'll say eight hundred and ten. What'd you say? Eight hundred? Eight eight hundred and ten. Josh was closer. Six twenty six worldwide. Six hundred and twenty six million worldwide. Um it was two hundred and ten domestic. Okay. Uh the one before this, Fast and Furious four, budget was eighty five million. It made three hundred and sixty million. So it was about forty million less budget um made about 300 ish million less so five started to come around budget went up box office went up six the same thing budget went up box office went up six was 160 million budget worldwide total 789 million seven was the big one now seven obviously had a lot of shit around it because that was the last one for paul walker that was a very public thing when he passed um, so I'm sure that got more butts in the seats to see what happened with this movie. And that could even be why some of the budget even went up. This maybe could have came in at or around six 
but because of the effects work they had to do to replace Paul Walker in the movie, that could have bumped the budget up some more. So budget for seven, hundred and ninety million. It ended up with one point five billion worldwide. Jesus Christ. Only three hundred and fifty three million was domestic. And it's the Asian market that blows these movies up huge. Yeah, so these movies make a shit ton internationally. Um Eight's budget went up again to $250 million for that movie. It made right. $1.2 billion. It went down a little bit domestic. It ended up at $226 million domestic, so it was a little bit down from seven, but it's still making a shit ton everywhere else. Yeah. Yeah, both, so, of, both of the last two made a billion international. Yeah. So we're going we're gonna to see what the... Uh, Obviously, nine got delayed until twenty twenty one, so we got to wait and see what happens with nine. Uh, yeah. See what the budget is, what that pulls in. Um, but does it have their, right, what so we'll Hobbs and Shaw to, did. What's that? I didn't mean to inter- interrupt you there, but I was just wondering if Hobbs and Shaw was on the list you're looking at. I didn't pull. I didn't pull the stats for that one. Okay. Um, I guess I probably could have. Um, I that that one's just like their star power. You know, like yeah, because I guess it was it wasn't the mainline franchise; it was more of the uh, the uh, spinoff stuff. So I wasn't sure if they would put that much money into it, considering it was a spinoff type of thing. But let me had... take a quick peek. Well, while uh, you're doing that, I'll I'll point out that Furious Seven, even though I know we're, the focus of this is Fast Five, but Furious Seven is the ninth highest grossing movie ever. Yes. Mm-hmm. Fate of the Furious, number eight, which is yes over the billion mark, is number 19. Fast 7, Furious 7, whatever the hell, made only $3 million less than the Avengers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Worldwide. And it did it a year before that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. God damn it. So yeah, there was a market for for these movies. Hands down. Doesn't that Uh, mean at one time it was like the top, like, like, at that time, when it came out, it would have been what three. It was yeah, it was in the top five for sure. And then more Avengers movies have come if out it, and pushed it out of the top five. Well, I know that didn't like Titanic re-release to take that top spot of like domestic from the Avengers again. Like the Avengers passed it, but they re-released it like statewide or state in the states to do yeah. that. Domestic, I'm not. I'm not sure at a quick glance here, but you're right. If in 2011, like looking at the top 10 to 15. Avengers Endgame was not released. Star Wars Force Awakens was not released. Infinity War, no. Jurassic World, no. The Lion King remake, no. It may have been the third highest grossing worldwide movie ever at the time it was released. Yeah. Yeah. Just behind yeah. Avatar and Titanic. Right. Shit. So Hobbs and Shaw, <laughs> the spinoff that is the most recent release for the Fast and Furious franchise from 2019. Uh, budget for that, $200 million. Ended up at $759 million. Worldwide, Ooh. okay. Is that is that the was that the highest budget of them all? I missed what fast eight eight had two fifty, two fifty. Okay, so nearly second highest budget, and yeah. came in nowhere near the others. And it fell comparably to Fast and Furious Six. Mm-hmm. Made less domestically than Fast and Furious Six. It was only one hundred seventy four million domestic. So again, these movies are still making three quarters of their worldwide or earnings overseas. Yeah. 
Um, all right, so let's get into the movie. So, Josh, yeah. um, general thoughts on this movie, and then I got a couple specific questions I'll ask you. Sure. Um, so some of the bigger questions that we – that's sort of been like a through line of our discussions of these first three that we've watched thus far have been uh, – that I reiterated sort of in the beginning is do I care about these people? And I'd say between the combination of number four and number five, I am starting to a little bit more. Okay. Not tremendously, but a little bit more. And I think here's why. The first one being just a copycat of Point Breeze. The Point Breeze? Like by the, point, <laughs> no. We're, oh, God. Um, <laughs> we're, we're from Pittsburgh, folks. Um, point Break. They know what that means. <laughs> um, uh, point, point Breeze is a neighborhood in the city of Pittsburgh. Anyway, uh, Point Break. By In my opinion, by the end of Point Break, you're not supposed to like Patrick Swayze. You're not supposed to care. I think they're they're depending on the relationship between, that builds between him and Keanu Reeves for you to care about the fate of Patrick Swayze in the end. But if you don't, because you're looking at the person that Patrick Swayze's character actually is, then all you're left with is a bad person who loses in the end. Yeah. And so the first movie that was all it was still in the same. Um, as I've you know, mentioned a few times, there's really not quote unquote, like really good things about these people that you should be rooting for. Like at least not on paper, right? Turning the focus on what they're doing against seemingly worse people is probably a better way to create antiheroes. I gotcha. Yeah. Because okay. there's, they're still not in my eyes. They're still not, necessarily good people or um well you made numerous comments i feel like as we were watching it about like the collateral damage of innocent people that are dying because of what they're doing (laughs) and who they have possibly have killed in the in the past in other movies that we've watched and yet they're still trying to be like the movie is painting them as this redemption arc to some degree i mean there's definitely there's a there's a flavor of redemption they build in there but i think they're just relying on on the audience to just take for granted that these are the people we're rooting for regardless and 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 that way you forgive anything that they do yeah um so like for instance and and now before i go to like one of my first notes i wrote down as we were watching to just kind of close out the question you asked i think am am i caring about what they're doing i think yes a little bit more just because they don't seem to be as self-serving of goals and ends as the entire first movie was so they're they're utilizing their relationships and their skills and whatnot to kind of f over worse people yeah um almost in a quasi suicide squad-esque type of capacity um but yeah one of the first things i wrote down from the opening uh, of the movie is they absolutely every one of them have a blatant disregard for other human life, but their own and the people that they specifically know. Um, and I do not accept that bullshit explanation that you tried spending me when they overturn a bus of inmates to let out one person that either, and you didn't say it out loud. So, but I'm presuming it meant one of two things. Number one, well, you, you made the point that, well, if they got Vin Diesel out alive, that's a good indication or we're supposed to believe that everyone else is fine. Right. 
because he got out. So everyone else survived. They're but they're blah, blah, inmates. Blah. So it's the, okay. But right. So, but the way, the other way you <laughs> skirt that is, well, they were, they were inmates. They were criminals. So if, yeah. if, if harm becomes to them, should we really feel bad about them? And the answer is freaking yes, because that's not how society works. And as part of it, I like, I, I don't think I was paying close enough attention to that part, but we see a couple numerous news reports at the beginning of the movie after the bus is overturned and, and, you know, prisoners escape and type of stuff. I wouldn't be surprised, and we might have missed it because we were too stuck on Perd Happily showing up. <laughs> they was, might have mentioned, good. like, you know, there were, you know, no casualties or something in that news report to, you know, very specifically say no one died. The, may, maybe that did happen. You're right. We Perd came on screen and nothing else <laughs> mattered in that moment. Uh, that, that was a happy surprise. Um, however, they could not have guaranteed that, and I don't think they cared. Yeah. As they were putting that stunt together, they assumed there was whatever they were doing, Dominic would get out of it in good enough condition that they could get away with him. And that's all they cared about. And, uh, you know, it goes past the logic of like that that bus would have plowed through that car without thinking twice. There's no way that car would have taken the hit, been fine, and the, the bus and would have ramped off of that bus. car. Yes. Buses are not made for that type of thing. <laughs> Especially probably like transporting prison buses. Right. <laughs> I, I, I'm doubting. You, you need that, those yeah, GTA they... ramp cars to make that happen. <laughs> so it's like almost like right at the beginning of the movie. And, you know, we've talked about this numerous times. There's very light physics going on here. Like you can't think about the logic of how this should go. And it's it's these are very much in the vein of just popcorn movies turn your brain off and just watch what happens. Sure. And that's, that's fair. And I think I did make a point to that as, as we were finishing the viewing that it, it's, it's moving in that direction. Yeah. And, and I can, I can take a little more for that. Um, the entire third act, the entire climax of the movie, um, as well as when they are trying to steal the cars from the train initially that sets off the rest of the plot of the movie during that whole altercation, like that, that is, that is a cargo train that is still full of people. There are human beings controlling that train and they crash that tow truck into it that easily could have derailed that or caused it to, become damaged, explode, etc., whatever, causing even more further damage and loss of life to innocent people. And yeah, the entire climax of the movie, I guarantee 462 people at least were killed <laughs> during all of that. All all in the vein of just uh teaching that one drug guy a lesson. Uh, we yeah, don't think, like him. I know the explanation I had for that. How point did you is like arrive you, at that specific number? <laughs> say, like you, you definitely see the like the cop cars getting demolished. Like they are, this safe is crushing people in the cars. And it's going like at one point, like as it's swinging around the streets, it's sweeping through like first level, whatever they are, office space, restaurants, diners, Buildings. whatever's yeah. on that street level. They're just freaking sweeping them out of the way. There is no convenient explanation that, oh, they just happen to be empty, of course. No, 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 no. No, there's dozens of people destroyed by that or crushed under rubble now who are all probably dead and or lifetime maimed. But hey, our our 
crew got their uh, got got their stunt taken. You know, they, even they if the off. one in a million chance that nobody got harmed by that happens, you've still got all the destroyed cars. And what I was going to say is we all know car insurance, it definitely covers being crushed by a safe pulled by criminals. They're oh, totally yeah. going to cover that. Not to ma- yeah, not to mention all these families that are now going to be out settlements. Well, because the, yeah, the life insurance policy didn't cover that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I did lend right later. I did say, um, I get it. It's 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 a ridiculous action movie that at times they want it to be taken seriously yeah that's a good description and that's i think going forward that's going to be the next hurdle for me to get over that i have i don't yet perceive and again this has to this goes from my baseless completely out of my ass impression that i feel that vin diesel as a an actor or a performer has somewhat of an ego problem mm-hmm. or or potentially could and because of that he at least in this series does not want to be viewed as not serious he right. is he is dom toretto and he is driving those cars <laughs> he is absolutely to be taken 100 percent seriously yeah but until the movies seem to be self-aware and reflect that a little bit more, it's going to be harder to just sit back and enjoy the popcorn nature of it while I, I'm like, yeah, I, while I'm not supposed to be sort of laughing at it, I'm supposed to be so invested in the, in, in the earnestness and the serious nature of these characters and what they want and what they're standing for. I can't yeah. do both yet. I think there, move, there's definitely that way it'll be helpful. There's definitely a spot where like the further we get into this, there are movies that just really start to lean into like the self-aware, like we're just going to be ridiculous for ridiculous sake. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this, this one, and I think six hit a sweet spot for me where there's, there's sort of what you described where they are getting to the point where they are getting ridiculous and the stunts are getting out of control and they're just kind of fun to watch. doesn't matter why they're doing things, but it's cool visuals on screen. Mm-hmm. But the movie is still trying to move a plot forward and get you invested with these characters and what's going on. The these are the ones that work best for me. I think if we get to like seven and eight, some of those start to jump the shark for me. Where I'm like, what really? This is what you're fucking doing with this movie now? And but you know, at this point, I'm invested, so I'm going to watch all of these wherever this franchise goes. I am I am in it till the end, ride or die, right. motherfucker. Um, <laughs> Mike, how do you feel about the the? The movies themselves, like I get, well, th- maybe this one specifically is. Are you? Is this a sweet spot for you? Do you like the more ridiculous, less ridiculous? Where do you, where do you fall in the spectrum? So for me personally, um, you know, I, there's not any one of the Fast and Furious movies that I genuinely don't like. You know, I mean, I, I don't take them seriously. I take them as the popcorn entertainment. I'm able to shut off and do that. And even two and three, I enjoy. Um, you know, I don't go back and watch them a bunch of times or anything, but when I come back to them, I'm like, yeah, this was still good to watch. This was a good time. Um, and you can pick these movies apart piece by piece by piece by piece, and they're not going to hold up to anything. Like if you look at the science, if you look at the, oh, that makes sense. Or, you, you know, look for the plot holes or anything, but if you just have fun with it, they're fun. 
and as far as the series goes, Fast Five being a high point versus low point, I mean, I kind of feel like it's pretty widely accepted that four, five, and six are like the best movies of the series. I think they work the best together too. Just as like, a, if you were gonna pick a trilogy to watch of Fast and Furious movies, those are the ones that play off of each other the best. Agreed. Because I mean, like one and two don't have a whole lot of connective tissue. I no. mean, it's it's what one character carried over from one into two. Yeah. And then three has none of them until the you know like spoilers. Uh, the very but, end, yeah. Yeah. And then four brings the whole group back again from the first movie so it kind of like continues on the that same path that the first movie was telling and other than bringing in tej and roman from two it kind of ignores the others as well yeah so it it did a good thing and a kind of whatever thing where even if you like those characters it still went the right route for these three movies at least and I think we discussed like seven and eight start to get more and more and more ridiculous and more about the stunts and special effects and less about the plot. Yeah. Which I'm still okay with. I couldn't tell you shit about what happens in either of those movies, but I've seen them. I remember eight. Charlize Theron's in eight, right? Oh, that's right. Yeah. See, I completely blocked her out. Forgot about and her. And it starts in Cuba, if I recall correctly. I think, yeah. That's all I've got. Okay. Yeah. I I remember them being on a plane at some point. Like, he's on a plane with her. Like, Dom is on a plane with Charlize Theron's character at some point. That sounds right, I think. But, yeah, as far as why or... Like, I remember a bit of why, but I don't want to spoil. Yeah, we'll we'll save that. Things. But I, I do remember a little bit of why he's there. Um, And isn't there, like, a plane stunt they do? Like with cars driving onto a plane or off of a plane or something. I don't know. I feel like there's a couple of plane stunts. The, the when every time I think of a plane in Fast and Furious, I think of the end of six, which we'll get to. Okay, maybe that's the one I'm thinking of then. Um, and everything you guys are saying, I am presuming either absolutely could or does happen in any of these. Like nothing <laughs> could. Like nothing you're saying so far sounds ridiculous enough that I'm going to think, oh no, surely they they don't do well, that. Yeah. As we said earlier, nine, they're planning to be in space, right? So I'm wondering, I, I've tried to look for, I haven't taken the time to, to go through that quote or where that was said. I think context of quote and how, how, because it was Michelle Rodriguez had said something about like, oh man, like someone asked her, like, I heard you guys are going to space and she's like, oh man, you guys heard that? I thought we were trying to keep stuff a secret. You know, somebody says one thing and then it's out there. Like. Was that a sarcastic comment, or are you actually surprised someone got that? Like, I need to know how that was said, because the quote itself could go either way. So is she Uh. just egging someone on, or is she confirming something? I would not be surprised if they go to space. (laughs) No. But everyone's reporting that this is happening because clickbaity headlines, and this is the bullshit that I hate about the internet. I I think it was said in, like, a, a video interview or a podcast or something, so that would very well tell you the context of how this was taken. And no one seems to yeah. give a shit about that. So I I am aware of said quote. I just haven't taken the time to dig into said quote. And that's if, why I never posted it on like the podcast page because I thought thought it was full of shit. But if I if I had to put five bucks down on it, I would say it's bullshit because once you do that, there's nowhere else to go. 
And if you have three more movies, theoretically, after that, yeah. the only place you can go is to, like, the core of the Earth. I mean, they're they're hitting, they're probably going to hit every, uh, like, blockbuster movie trope by the time this is all done. So I would not be surprised. Space adventure like Armageddon. If they got there some at some point, but, yeah, like, other than going inward or outward, there's nowhere else to go. And once you do that, you can't do it again, and there's no, nowhere further that direction. Right. So why, why blow that load in number nine? Aliens. Yeah, they could be the, the last hope against aliens. Oh, God. They go to space, and it's just a race. It's kind of like a race in space. They get there. They do a thing. Come, you know, they, they let that go for, like, number 10. But they get to number 11, and aliens actually notice that space race, you know? And they come down, and now they have to race aliens. It's like Street Space Jam, but, style. like, with cars. <laughs> exactly. They come down, and they're like, you're going to, we're going quarter mile. Let's do this for the fate of the Earth. And meanwhile, the aliens just teleport to the finish line. And then kill us all. Well, I'd I mean, be if cheating. you want, yeah, factor in the cheating. Yeah, that's that's a whole other. That's number twelve. Eleven is the race. <laughs> yeah, twelve is the fallout. Um, Josh, what did you think of the this? Because this movie sort of takes a shift, and then the franchise kind of sure. follows suit afterwards. But it okay. shifts to more of a heist movie instead of more of you know, it's still a quote unquote car movie. But right, right, right. They they shift the focus to this whole heist they have to pull off for the movie. Yeah. Do you like that shift? Is that more interesting to you? I mean, given my personal interests, yes. Okay. Um, granted, I, I forget if I said this on the first movie or not, but there there actually seemed to be less, like, in the weeds screen time dedicated to car talk than yeah. I thought there was going to be um, for my personal tastes and my interests and just what I'm good at, etc. A shift away from that kind of focus, yes, is more interesting for me. Okay. Um, I, I, I mean, given sort of, I mean, the the fir- the first two, the, the the first two, these last two, number four and number five, I wouldn't say they sounded like a carbon copy of each other by any means, but there's definitely some similarities in the approach, like in okay. a way that like a common enemy has to be found a person worse than whatever illegal things that they tend to do. Um, whereas I feel like they, they kind of position their stuff as like, well, they're just stealing things. These are, <laughs> these are drug runners. These are yeah. sex traffickers. These are the real bad people. Like, and they, they're in the seventh circle of hell. Whereas our guys are like kind of chilling out on the first. Um, and so therefore they have to do a thing to stop what that entity is doing. So that was very, common between between the last two and so i guess like i i would assume that something like that has to kind of persist through um there's yeah that be is an some, ongoing thread like there's going to be something else that they need to do a thing to stop some other worse person from continuing to do a thing yeah um because You're otherwise what con what kind of conflict is there for these people to do unless it's all like internal group in fighting or, or something and uh, like once you get to the scale that they've gotten to at this point you can't go backwards i am yeah i am a little bit waiting for like now that the cast is this big because it, it does kind of expand every movie if they're going to get yeah. to like their version of civil war oh, like is something going awesome. to happen where this group has a falling out of some kind like that could be interesting and like josh said to bring it back inward instead of just keep going out and out and out to something else some external force trying we'll to go get back to this to race group. wars 
What's that? They go back to Race Wars. See what see what Johnny Tran's up to. I mean, but they they Race Wars has a cameo in one of these other movies. I can't remember which one. What like some of the, one yeah. of the later ones after this one. It might even I be feel the like, next yeah, one. Like, 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 they like open the movie at Race Wars. Like yeah, they're just kind of hanging out. Just and to be like, hey, like, remember this thing we went to and in, in one? It still exists. It's back again. <laughs> but but what I was gonna say, Josh, to defend what they were doing in one, and you're saying like, oh, they're stealing things, they're bad people, and all that. You know, the sheriff of Nottingham would have said the same thing about Robin Hood. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we 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 know the group that Robin Hood was serving with his actions. Toretto's seems to be. I just don't really want to be like a regular legit person so i'm gonna steal things because it's easier to get stuff quicker that way for me and maybe an extremely small circle of people around me oh yeah his family don't forget the family i know and we talked about that we had we ran a tally of how many times that was specifically mentioned and how are they gonna get chicken and coronas if they don't steal vcrs and dvd players because i'm pretty sure that's what they were stealing back then wasn't it like the first one yeah like yeah, it was like electronics that would cost ten cents today. So yeah, in retrospect, it was really just petty theft. I mean, right? Which which I I get, but that's all it was. It was self serving. Yeah, but who was he stealing theft. from? You know, uh, other people. Like he wasn't stealing from mm. criminals. Like he wasn't. That's the thing. Like with the first one, it wasn't like I'm robbing the other bad people. So really, what I'm doing isn't that terrible. Are the people who own the corporations that were selling the DVD and VCRs, uh, you know, were they, were they good the, people? You don't know. This time you don't know. You don't know. They could have been exploiting people and paying them low wages. They could have been making those in sweatshops in China for all you know. And, yeah, but and that's now all, they're that, being that is, stolen by Dom Toretto is, and redistributed at cheaper prices. You are gaslighting so, me like Ian normally does you. See, Ian's not here to set him straight, so he's, <laughs> he's got to do it to somebody else now. It that No, I don't buy into that conjecture that like easy way to explain something that they didn't if it was that important and they didn't bother telling us that then i'm not assuming that yeah so like i said it's it's easier to buy at least the idea of an anti-hero through what they're doing in these last two than it was to give a crap about them in the first one fair uh josh this is the first fast movie we got with the post credit scene it was and and i think uh yeah when you when you revealed that i said uh you know this was it's 2011, so yes, a few, maybe at that point, three Marvel movies, we'll say generously, Iron Man Ish, 1 and 2 yeah. and Incredible Hulk had been released and uh, had had done that, but that was not really like the established thing that people already realized. Like, I feel like it took at least to the Avengers, if not halfway through phase two, for people to understand like, oh, that's the Marvel thing. And they just started staying at the end of credits for every movie they ever went to see after that. Right. So I feel like Avengers did. Were, it. I feel like the Thanos reveal on Avengers is what really. Oh, that was a big kick. Absolutely. Yeah, that, that's what really did it. And so, I mean, this one, they were kind of riding the curve slightly ahead of everything else with that. I'll give them that. Um, it didn't have as much of a punch for me since you told me that one of the characters that is revealed in that mid credit scene is a character from the second movie. Yeah, which we skipped and that I will probably not care to go back and watch on my own. Well, see, I was just about to ask a question about that. So now that you've seen this movie and you've seen you've seen were Tej and were, were they in the fourth? I can't even remember. No. They, like they. OK, so the first time they come back, 
is here. So Roman Pierce and Tez show up again here. You get Eva Mendes's character in the post credit scene. So you still have no desire to go back and get their origin story. No, I don't think so. That sort of comes back to like, sort of, I guess this question, are there any characters that you care about? Like we talk generally, like, do you care about anybody? And you sort of said, you know, you're, you're getting there, but is there any specific characters that you can latch onto and say, yes, I'm invested in you. Invested in an individual, I don't think quite yet either. Okay. But I will say I was surprised that Ludacris was as likable in this okay. uh, as he was. I, 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 For some reason, I would have thought that if a filmmaker is utilizing Ludacris as an actor, that he would have been... He would have been placed there to be a little bit like over the top, perhaps obnoxious. That's um, your Tyrese character. That's Roman. A bit there, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and you could still have, um, yeah, you know, Ludacris be a different flavor of that as as well. But um, I I actually found myself kind of like, oh, okay, enjoying his his screen time. He he honestly should do more than what he does acting wise. He's actually pretty good. I'd have to look up some of his more like if he's if if he's had other roles more more recently other than Fast and Furious because I know he's probably he was, he was probably in a couple more things in like the early two thousands and like the first part of the decade. Um, but yeah, he he actually wasn't that bad. Um, I, I I don't necessarily find myself rooting against any of them, but no, I don't know if I could pick out an individual from the group yet and say like, oh yeah, that's that's my person. I wanna I wanna make sure I ride there. Um. Uh, you know, I ride their story all the way out and and make sure I'm invested and see what happens. Um, not not there quite yet. Okay. Yeah, because you know that could make a difference of how you how you feel towards the movies going forward. If there's still nothing for you to really latch onto and get invested to, then you know I don't know how much these movies will win you over one way or the other. It's sort of where I'm where I'm trying to figure out where to go. Um. Just compared to the other two Fast and Furious movies we've watched, where would you rank this one? Uh, probably at least a tie with number four. Um, okay. I, I guess as we've taken one more half step in establishing that they are, you know, regardless of the collateral public damage that they are causing, that they are at least trying to do something. Uh not entirely in their self-interest. They did that in four and doing that again in five. I guess this might go like a hair ahead of four now that you've done that part of it again. Right, right. Um, but yeah, that like definitely like a step above the first one so far. Uh, I will say a highlight for me was the first moment that The Rock's um, crew lands, his unit lands, and he gets out of that was it like a it's an aircraft of some kind i think yeah yeah he like walks down the ramp the first time you see that rock goatee wow <laughs> like it's that that's a that's a goatee you're not used to seeing him with facial hair i mean i feel like he used to at some points like off and on um but it's been so long since he has like all of his roles the last like five six seven eight years have all been sans facial hair and bald right um yeah so I, a, I can point to the, exactly what happened there for you. Go ahead, fill it so, in. So, as a wrestling fan at the time, he, he famously headlined two WrestleManias back-to-back with John Cena. Okay. Year one, 
facial hair. Whole thing going on. He loses. Year two, no facial hair. He wins. Since then, he's just sworn it off, you know. <laughs> it's as because easy it's as not that. scripted or anything like that as to what happened. It was because of the facial hair and it was real. And don't tell me different. <laughs> <laughs> it's still real to me, damn it. That poor soul. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, like he gets off that plane and there's just like this commanding presence of him. And I, I as stupid as it sounds, that goatee is part of it. He, the Rock's character, uh, Hobbs in this movie, I think is very, is different than what he ends up being later. Okay. Um, the character kind of, I, most characters, I guess, when they stick around in the franchise long enough, they just kind of morph into other things. He's still great. But I think this movie is, like, my favorite with him. I think the one-liners that they write for him are so fucking, like, 90s action movie macho man that I fucking love them. Well, and he, he throws more of the southern accent in. So, yeah, he try. There's sometimes he has an accent, sometimes he doesn't. It's it's hit or miss there. Like, the, yeah, the time... I, I, I didn't realize that, that, that that is what was occurring until you put it that way, because there's some of his little clip phrases that s- seem like they're trying to make him sound folksy. Yeah. But it's otherwise, like kind of otherwise out of character a little bit because it doesn't it doesn't like mesh with the rest of him right um like the, the one where is uh I, I forget if it's the 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 cop or someone on his team is giving him background info um and he you know, uh, like yeah, he was dessert he, first yeah and then later he's like all right well, i need the bad news like, all right give me the veggies <laughs> and you're right like that is total like 90s action cop movie yeah. dialogue i fucking love it so I just realized something. I'll have to like I don't know if it's mentioned in Hobbs and Shaw at all. Probably not because these movies would not be known for that kind of consistency. But he plays that southern accent, right? In this first film. Hobbs and Shaw, he goes home, literally to where his mother is in his home in Samoa. Maybe he did a summer abroad in Alabama. I, I'm just it, like I'm just saying like it. I feel like there's a definite inconsistency there. I think by the next movie he just drops the southern accent completely, so no one <laughs> gives a shit anymore. I think it's just like we're making this yeah, up as like we go. I feel like it's still there a little bit though. Like I feel like he still uses some of like the like the terminology, the slang, and stuff like that as the character later on, just because that's what he does naturally. Like it's the Rock doing it, but the Rock himself's like his own origin. Is like Samoan and mm-hmm. African American f- from the South, like Samoa and like the South, and it, it plays in. And I think he lets himself shine through a little bit more on that. And okay. I think it's just like some of like him being him, but his character is supposed to just be from Samoa. Well, uh, it, since you pointed out, I'll have to pay attention more in at least number six to see if if, it, if he hangs onto it at all or as as. Brian thinks that it just kind of like slips away and like, no, we we don't even care if anyone notices. This is just what we're doing from now on. Too bad. And maybe maybe just because I stopped paying attention to it, but that was the impression that I'm sort of remembering is that I feel like by the next one, it's just like it, his character shifts a little bit into the next one too. But and, and maybe that's part of it where it's just like you know, it's just the Rock was a bigger name then. It's just like who cares? The Rock is in the movie. Let's just go with it. Yeah there's all there's other shifts that the characters take after this i'm not going to get too far into it but it gets ridiculous oh it gets ridiculous 
it, it compounds the ridiculousness. Um, I did make a comment. I remember at one point uh, I was disappointed that uh, I did not have more tallies in the mention of family column as yeah. I was hoping for. Um, and I think I said that uh, I would have I would love to see a South Park episode that <laughs> does like a parody mockery of Fast and Furious because um, I forget what the scene was that's happening. But I think somebody's getting it. Oh, oh, I remember um, uh, Paul Walker and uh, what's his name? The, the guy from the first one that comes back. Vince. Vince. They are getting into an argument in the garage and Vin Diesel comes over to, to break them up. And I thought like in a South Park episode, that'd be the perfect moment where the character just comes in and all he says to them is family, Fam family, <laughs> like trying to move them apart. Keep the, keep the peace, spread them apart with his hands. Keep the no, family, bro, family. Yeah. And just like drill that to death. Uh, I can see uh, it. Yeah, sadly, my tally was only up to four for Fast Five, and I think one of them was in Spanish. I mean, well, yeah, it was. Uh, we'll, we'll have to keep the tally uh, going for whatever other ones we get to. See if it's bigger or less. Something I didn't remember that disappointed me. There was no Coronas being drank in this one. I do they remember drinking that being other pointed beer. out. Yeah. Is, does that do you do you recall? Does that stick, or do they go back to Coronas? Because I feel, I feel like, like it was a definitely trademark. hits Coronas again at some point. <laughs> Maybe they lost them as a sponsor that time around, or they just can't get them in Rio. I don't know. Oh yeah, maybe, know, maybe. It, that could. Maybe they were trying to keep it realistic. That one aspect they were keeping grounded. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, look, man, everybody knows that Corona does not have a viable distribution channel set up in South America here. Uh, so I, I'm sort of just gonna wrap up with this and. Josh, I think you mentioned when we were when we were watching the movie, or maybe when we were done, uh, that Kevin Smith is going to do his own sort of like <laughs> segment for podcast and dive into these because Kevin Smith hasn't seen them either. That is what I'm hearing from the Fat Man Beyond podcast. It sounds like in the next couple of months they are going to possibly do this, which means that they're mimicking us and we're better and original. <laughs> That's right. Write it down. Put the, mark today on the calendar. Yes, we did it first. Uh, but it was sort of wanted to spin for that that maybe. You know, depending on because I know you're a big Kevin Smith fan. So if Kevin starts watching these movies and somehow gets some enjoyment out of it, I'm kind of hoping that gives you a little bit something else to latch onto and and I don't know helps these get a little bit better for you because I feel like we're we're struggling to get you through them. And so I'm going to throw this out there just because my the only ones I really wanted to watch with you specifically were one, four, five, and six. So mm -hmm. six is next, right? When we get through six, I will give you an out. If you are still not <laughs> enjoying these at all and you have nothing that is really compelling you to want to see anything else, we can pivot to something else. Uh, I, we'll see. We, it's something we can talk about, but I'm throwing it out there because honestly, after that, the other, the other movies are hit or miss. In my opinion, we would have watched the best meat and potatoes of the Fast and Furious franchise if we get through those four movies. Uh, that's fair. And and I, I will say if, if that's where we stop, I would not. I can't see myself on my own just randomly picking any of the others up or rewatching these. Yeah. Necessarily, like, just because now that I've seen some of them. Because um, even, like, just sitting there in the room with you watching the movie, like, I feel like it's just, it. I can't tell if you're enjoying it. And if you're not enjoying it, I don't feel like I don't want to subject you to it any more than I have to. It's just I, I, the idea of this is to hopefully find something that someone likes. 
So if I am sure more or less forcing you through these, then we can definitely try to pivot to something else. Yeah, and I think we, the problem is finding other some, some finding something else that you haven't seen. That's where we sort of are the hang up at. Yeah, exactly. Um, I yeah, so we 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 can see when we get there. I know part of it, undeniably, is the initial bias that I had going into it at all. I am, I am. I am trying to find positives in yeah. it, but I'm already coming from a place of digging myself out of not liking it. Like that, yeah. I know, I know going in no matter what, that's like, I'm not, I'm not clearing, being able to clear my mind enough to say, all right, I'm watching fast five now and I'm a completely clean slate. Yeah. I'm looking for positives, but it, like, it, since I'm already like, I'm starting the movie in the negative. And yeah. a few positives may not be getting me out, giving, getting me far enough out of that hole. Um, but it doesn't necessarily mean that, like, I'm not angry that that's how I s spent my time right. or anything. I'm not, you know, absolutely hating every second sitting there just watching TV. Okay. Yeah. So we can we can decide, I guess, where to go from six if it's worth continuing. Because, like I said, I feel like that would be the best of the batch. If it doesn't get you over that hump, I don't think it gets better from there. So you'd be going in knowing that these movies, at least in my opinion, mm -hmm. are worse than the ones you've seen already. Fair enough. So if we do if we do not want to go downhill after that, <laughs> we can we can try to find something else. We we could also work out like the machete order to watch these in. <laughs> since there there is that we were talking a bit about the back and forth in the timeline you can get yeah maybe that would interest him more just to like dice it up and be like what was the correct viewing order you can like inch him into the other movies being like ah oh, you gotta figure out how to watch them right i mean it almost sounds like to some degree that's what you've sort of done i don't know if you intentionally wanted to skip three because you think it's inferior or because, as you've described through four and five, that it chronologically in the timeline hasn't happened yet. Kind of both. both. Uh, three, <laughs> three, I think, focuses more on the stuff that you don't give a shit about for okay. this franchise. It's much more, it becomes much more, it's still, it's still the car movie. Mm -hmm. So it's focusing on a different aspect of car racing. It's a, it's a movie about street racing that's all about the drifting. Yeah. Which, again, you don't give a shit about. Not really. It features none of the characters that have been seen before. So some of them occur later, which we're seeing some spillover from that movie into the movies we're watching now. But again, you don't need to see that one to get what you're getting in these ones, because chronologically, the movies we're watching take place before three. But gotcha. three has a Zachary Ty Bryan cameo. <laughs> Are you serious? Yes. As himself? No, no, he, he makes an appearance. Oh, that would be better if it was himself. <laughs> I, it, to me, it would have been better if he was Brad Taylor, but <laughs> so, I'll take it. Yeah, so we're, we'll, we'll have to see where, again, we'll see where we go. There's, if we wouldn't have seen the majority because there's going to be nine. So, and if you count Hobbs and Shaw, that's 10. Right. Uh, so we'd still, we'd still see less than half, but again, and, and, you know, who knows, maybe nine's going to be amazing and maybe it'll redeem, you know, start going on the up and up again for this franchise. But until then, that's, this is what we're what we're stuck with. Yeah, no problem. Uh, so anyway, any any closing closing thoughts from either of you for Fast Five? No, I think I got everything out. I hit all the bullet points and, and notes I had written down. Um, I I will say I, I I will be kind. I think the actors the actors are doing a good job. I there, there's 
other than my Vin Diesel bias specifically, um, there are moments where his acting is a little bit better. Everyone else is doing a good job. I don't get the impression like people are trying to phone in what they're doing. They're having a good time with it. Um, so yeah, I, I will leave that as a positive. Okay. Mike, any closing thoughts for Fast Five? I mean, not particularly. It's it's fun. <laughs> you know, oh, I, 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 I don't have, you know, I mean, I, I've seen it several times, so I don't have like any standout different thoughts about it this time than any other. Okay. My apologies, Mike. I didn't mean to talk over you. Um, I did realize that this was Justin Lin directing again. And I think, Brian, I asked you this when we were watching that you think he directs four, five and six. And I think he did three, too. Okay. Mm-hmm. I have to check my math on that also. So at least this you know arc that you're having me watch it is i mean i i heard all about it at the time that it was announced and that it happened but it's actually now making much more sense that people had the reaction that they did when he was given star trek beyond yeah and they're like oh you're gonna give star trek to the fast and furious guy yeah what are we gonna get out of that and you know, a, a, a couple little things in there that people could maybe point to of like, yeah, that seems very Justin Linney. But yeah, I mean, oh, overall, like I said, it's just sort of making more sense. And and to be fair, I enjoyed Star Trek Beyond. I thought it, it was well. Um, but yeah, just kind of connecting those threads, I'm understanding better now. Yeah, I've heard Justin Lin talk about di- like taking the gig to direct Star Trek Beyond. He's actually a very big Trekker, which I did not know. Hmm. And so that makes me even more excited because I love Beyond. I think Beyond's a really solid Star Trek movie. Um, mm-hmm. And he did, I, I think he did, especially for the, I'm trying, I'm trying not to get sidetracked, but under, under the gun of that movie, like the production schedule and writing for that movie was done in an extremely short amount of time to get that movie made. Mm-hmm. And I still think all that considered, they made a great fucking movie out of that. Um, And spinning back around the Fast and Furious, nine is going to be Justin Lin again. Oh, okay. So he he went away for a bit, and he's coming back. So, but th- this is the one that was otherwise that was supposed to be out earlier this year, right? It got yes. It was one of the like the first that got really delayed. I think I'm trying to scroll IMDb as we're doing it, but I think eight was James or uh, seven was James Wan. Really? I think? Huh? Because he was coming off of like the horror movies, right? He does horror movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, tr- mostly, yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah. So he had he got the unfortunate task of trying to make a movie work when one of your stars dies in the middle of production after taking it up after justin lynn i think you know did a very good run of four really good well three and maybe fourth really good fast and furious movies and then um eight i think was the guy that directed um straight out of compton i think i'm trying to hurry up and check this out so check my math yeah, F. Gary Gray. F. Gary Gray was. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Fate of the Furious, who also did Men in Black International, which which we won't talk about. <laughs> That's a good idea. So yeah, the director. You know, they started doing directorships again, and I don't know if it's just like Justin Lin was looking for something else to do, where they realized like, hey, we might have had the most success with this guy. He knows the franchise, knows what's going on with these people and just putting it back in there. So I am excited to see where nine goes just because it's a return for Justin Lin. And I think he's done some of my favorite ones, but you know, again, we'll have to wait until sometime next year to, to get a glimpse at that. 
um, yeah, I don't think I have anything else to add. Uh, last call. I think we're good, but last call. Yeah, Nothing? I think we hit everything I wanted to. Okay. Uh, so Josh and I will work out another movie to trade. I mean, obviously we know which one I'm going to trade for him. I think he has something in mind for me, which we will get to sometime later. At this point, we're just going to wait till next Halloween and we'll just trade again <laughs> just to stay on brand. Um, no, I'm sure it'll be before that, but that, you know, that was me joking. Uh, so if you enjoyed the show, <laughs> please support us. Leave a five-star rating and review. Give us a share on social media. Make sure you follow and subscribe to keep up with the show. Uh, you can find us on Spotify, iTunes, Google, Anchor, Stitcher. Uh, hopefully anywhere you find a podcast, you can find us. Uh, you can check us out on Facebook. Search Bry Guy and the Super Friends or go to facebook.com slash Friends. You can send us questions, comments, topics, suggestions, any of that stuff there. Or you can tweet us at BG Super Friends on Twitter. Try to email us, Friends at gmail.com. It may or may not work. I feel like I've tried it before. It, it still hit or miss uh sometimes i just don't check it at all on behalf of josh mike and myself thank you for listening and we will talk to you next time I guess I can just talk and you can yeah, go ahead. include this in here because I figure there's something we just talked about, shake and bake, you know? And I'm thinking, when are we going to get a Ricky Bobby appearance in a fast movie? When, when's <laughs> Fast and Furious going to have Ricky Bobby join the crew? I mean, I'm pretty sure they've said they're getting up to like 12, right? As of I, like, well, They want to plan that far ahead right now. And I'm, I'm just wondering... They're going to find know. Ricky Bobby in space when they get to space in the next one. Ricky Bobby and Cal Naughton, they, they need to join the team. Yeah. I, I want to see it happen. You want to get me in a theater again for one of these? <laughs> That's how you do it. <laughs>